podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. New home ownership can be a real eye-opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from The Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates. Now at homedepot.com slash workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Frackers. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Cop and Fracker, powered by Just Like Media Group. I am your host for this week, Chris. And before I introduce the rest of these colourful cast of characters that I've got on today, I just want to give a massive, massive shout out to everyone who has subscribed to our Patreon page uh, recently. So I'm just going to bring off a list of names in a very charismatic manner. So let me put up the list here. So G Day, Hipe, Marlon, Lawrence. George, Sal, Dapo, Jordan, Nils, Nyamakai, Mush, the legend Mush, Julian, Mark, Dan, Nikechi, Harold, Jay, Certified Thai, Frederick, Denzel, Danny, Simeon, David, Naman, Fahido, and there's one more name and I can't find it. I'll find you later, brother. I'll find you later. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I just want to say... <laughs> we just. Where's the money going, Chris? I didn't know we had this many patrons. Where, where's, where's the piece going? We got a lot. Well, I mean, we're FFC, hey. bro. We have to. Um... <laughs> I'm not Joe Rogan. We need to see what Joe Rogan's earned on his Patreon page, and then we can go back to Ellis yeah. and say, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing with this? <laughs> 
But no, I just want to, we, just, we all want to say a massive thank you to your support so far. You're absolutely the lifeblood of what we do here. You help us continue to put out the great content that we do on a premium basis. And of course, you're just helping us keep the lights on. So a massive, massive thank you to you and all your support so far. And don't be stressing. There's a lot more stuff for us to come throughout the remainder of the season. So without further ado, let's get into who I am joined by this week. Firstly, I want to introduce the man himself, Glam. I know you don't like it when I introduce Yo, you, brother. What, first, yeah? <laughs> Does that mean you're right? I'm all good, bro. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I don't know why I'm buzzing for this pod today, boy. We'll get into some stuff today, man. We've got to get into some stuff today, I'll be honest. <laughs> I love it. I love it when Glam's up for it. It's always going to be a good pod when Glam is on the ball and he is here today. He's in the building. He's in the building. I'm also joined by Julian. How are you, sir? Good, man. I'm very good. Coming off a, a very disturbing W, but I can't complain too much at this early ages of this uh, early stages of the season. So, yeah, man. Good. I see you sporting a lovely Toronto Raptors t-shirt. Are you, uh, oh. are you also spinning by like uh, Pascal Siakam, my brother? No, no, no. We don't need to see that no, for branding, isn't it? For branding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're good, man. We're good. Nah, love it, bro. Love it. I'm also joined by Anik. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. How are you keeping, Chris? I'm all good, thank you. I'm all good. I'm in a really good mood today. Not too sure why. It's Tuesday, it's really sticky outside, and I'm st- stuck at home doing work. So, don't know why I'm in a good mood, but I just am. I think it's because I'm with these guys, these amazing guys that I pod with, pod with week in, week out. So, you know, I can't ask for anything more, really. <laughs> I'm also joined by Mike. How are you, sir? Yeah, very well, thank you, Chris. Yourself? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. I'm looking to get stuck into this pod, looking to see you explain XG to me as we had the conversation earlier on. I have no idea how to calculate XG, but I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. And last but not least, we are joined by the man, the miffed, the henchiest person to grace Copper and Fracas, Ellis. Yes, what's going on? How are you, sir? I'm all good, bro. How about you? I'm not too bad. And that's glam, by the way. Look at the side. I was gonna, you know what? As literally as soon as I said that, I just saw, I just saw glam at the bottom of the screen. I was like, I saw what I was doing this weekend and the, what he was lifting. I was like, I should probably rephrase that sentence. <laughs> oh, mate. Glam just gave me the eye. When, when you said Ellis, Glam was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a, huh? <laughs> oh, glam was like, get in the gym now. Lift off. Let's do it. Let's, do, let's see who's the strongest here. <laughs> so, we, speaking of liftoff, we had liftoff this weekend on the kickoff of the 2020-2021 season for Liverpool. And from what can only really be described as an, an odd game. An odd game filled with spelling errors and um, errors on the pitch as well. So, let's get stuck into it. Um, Mike, I'll come to you first. Um, your initial thoughts from when you saw the team sheet and then how the team performed in the first half, kind of realistically and expectation-wise from what you had. So I understood the team. I basically didn't expect for you to start after the Blackpool thing. So when, when the Klopp's like, I think the, the camera catches Klopp saying, you need to press, you need to run around. He's basically he's telling him to do every aspect of his job as a holding midfielder and berating Fabinho. And I think Fabinho has to go back and he gets hooked at half-time. So I knew Henderson would start that game in holding midfield. And like, I was happy with the team, thought the team was fine. Catering there, Wijnaldum, the front three, the defences, we expect it. And like the first half performance, like we played some amazing football going forward. Like some of our best football going forward this year, probably. Like, it was mm-hmm. really, really good free-flowing. Salah looked 
absolutely out of this world. Like he he had one of those games where he was unplayable, like genuinely unplayable. And we and we were so good going forward. Like Manny was sharp. Firmino struggled to get into the game in the first half. I think he was like really well marshaled throughout the first half. Um, but yeah, I was happy with like the, going forward, but defensively we just looked so vulnerable, and it was a weird combination of like looking very vulnerable on transition and also individual mistakes. And it's something that's become a, a common theme like over the past few months. We just look very vulnerable, and like players who you wouldn't expect to make mistakes, like Van Dijk, who's someone that we all know how reliable Van Dijk is, making some really poor mistakes. Like just do, the mistake that annoyed me the most, like Trent, Trent and is a poor for the first goal. But Van Dijk's error irritated me so much because it was just like, it was so nonchalant. I mean, listen, he is not nonchalant and he's like a composed defender. That's part and parcel of what we get from Van Dijk. But the little flick of the outside of his foot just really irritated me. And they're just defensive errors that we can really cut out of our game. Like people were acting like Leeds had a, like loads of chances and they were putting us under loads of pressure. Yep. And, you know, Alisson was having to make save after save. He wasn't. They were in the game because they transitioned well and we, and we made individual mistakes to help them, help them out, essentially. Um, I, I can't think, beyond the three shots they have and the, the goals they score in the game, I can't think of any other clear-cut chances they create in the game. Like, genuinely, I'm just, I can't. At, I'm just looking at the stats now. I mean, we had a total of 20 shots on goal, 50 in the whisper from open play. They had a grand total of six shots on goal. Um, and essentially, two of them were gifted, gifted to them. I will give exactly. clicks the benefit of the doubt because the, the move for, uh, and, and Leeds as well, because the move for that goal, I thought, was genuinely brilliant. The way that the, you know, they clinically cut through. They took advantage of uh, Curtis coming on and he's a bit of naivete from that point of view. But a, a brilliant finish. But no, I completely agree with what you're saying in terms of Virgil van Dijk's kind of laissez-faire attitude when he was kind of shepherding, shepherding the ball out. And I guess there's some, also some blame on Alisson as well. It's kind of, and it's been a little bit of a theme towards the end of the season as well where they've both somewhat been... It's like you said, nonchalance, but the communication's not really been there, for my opinion, as well. Um, yeah, for me, Alisson's a weird one. Like, his positioning for both goals is poor. I think the first one, he's, he's probably a few yards too high off his line. I um, mean, he gets caught out. And that the first one, to be fair, is a, a more tricky one to save than the second one. The second one, if he spreads himself a bit more, like, that's an easy save for him to make, really, the Bamford one. But I just, I don't know. Like, obviously, it's nothing to worry about. And these are goals that, if it wasn't Alisson, I wouldn't be critiquing because Alisson is, for me, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, if not the best. So you expect him to save shots that the average goalkeeper wouldn't save. But because it's him, I just feel like he should do better for both goals. The third one's obviously unstoppable, but but the two yeah. first ones, I thought would well, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think on that we just it's just because we're so used to Alisson making those saves and performing yeah. so well for us. That you would have thought, yeah, maybe he could have done better there. Yeah, I'm judging him by his standards, not by the standards of an average goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. But probably doesn't save either of those two shots, yeah. but it's Allison. I want to bring in the resident goalkeeper expert here, Glam. Um, in terms of. <laughs> it's in terms of the Allison points that Mike's just made. How, how do you feel about that? Because I feel he's been a bit. There's been some cases from last season as well where there's some shots the way you look at it and thinking he should definitely be saving those in terms of the yeah. level of goalkeeper that he's he is at. Yeah. Yeah, um I do get it. I do get it. I think it's a little bit harsh, just on the basis of because his stands are set so high, we expect him, you know, and he pulls off ma- magical saves that keepers don't even pull off him. I think we expect him to be there to save us if the first guard fall down like Van Dijk and Gomez. But I do agree, and obviously we spoke about earlier, the positioning wasn't Alisson-esque. 
But at the same time, I don't think some of the goals are taken brilliantly by Leeds. I have to say, they're taken brilliantly. And um, I just think that a lot, I didn't like Trent's start, I mean, not Trent, Gomez. I didn't like his start position. He kept coming in. And I don't know if that's an instruction through Klopp or the way we play. He kept stepping up. And every time he kept stepping up, the ball was going beyond him. And then he's too man tight. And then by then, you've got like a situation where you've got Trent on the right and then the ball's coming in. Gomez is running back. And when you run back towards goal, if the ball comes in, even though you turn and face, you're not set. You're not set. You're not set for any sort of movement off you. And I think that that let us down a lot. And obviously, in terms of the Van Dyke situation, yeah, but I'll be honest, it was too casual. It was too casual. Another day, that will come off and we'd be, we'd be saying, oh, Van Dyke is class, mm-hmm. world class. But it was too casual. But um, obviously, seeing what Mike said, we played some good stuff. Um, I think Firmino should have scored in the first five, ten minutes. Um, or done better with his chance. I'm not sure if you guys remember the um, the through ball he had, but he looked to play it in, and that's where I think where he needs to be more selfish. He needs to be more Salah esque. Do you know what I mean? Salah shooting. Don't get it twisted. Salah mm-hmm. is shooting. I think Bobby, if he puts that in his game, he will get more goals than he actually gets. But he he, he sacrifices himself for the team. But it comes a time where we need to start being selfish. I don't know if the guys are going to do it or Klopp tells him more, but. You know, I think um, he will get less flat for doing that. Because he puts that away, he scored. He might not have a great name, but he scored. He's on a score sheet. We don't like, judge him. I'm, I'm not even sure it's selfish. It's just decision-making. Like, for me, that chance he gets when Naby Keita slips him through, just shoot. No, nah, I don't be decision-making, though, because he, he sees past that some people don't see on the pitch. So, his decision-making is fine. I don't think it's that. I do think he looks... Um, to see if someone's in a better advantage than him when he could actually strike the ball. I really do. Do you know what I mean? And he, felt, he puts himself out for the team. He does. But, you know, I, I'm one of the side of the major critics when he's like, he just, I get onto so much for his heat map and his marathon runs. But when I see him play, I do think that he sacrificed a lot for the team. That's how I see it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think one of the biggest gripes that we've got with, with Bobby in this is that. The goal return isn't isn't the, what hasn't been the greatest in terms of the past two seasons, and there are situations where you know that that chance from earlier on in the game, mm. it looks like he's playing the odds more than the chance. So it's there's there's three I think there's about what three players of ours in the box there. If I can thread that through, they're in a better position to convert than I would be in terms of absolutely twatting it through and you know hopefully hitting the target. So it was a bit of an odd one. I didn't want to switch the conversation to the main man, the man of the day. Uh, Mr. Mo Salah, and I will go to Julian on this one. Yeah, an absolutely unreal performance. Oh, and yeah. he's he's one of those ones where, as an attacker, you look look at your back four and you go, "I've done my job. I don't know what you man are doing." But yeah, <laughs> um, with Salah, I was even when he has like a game where he doesn't score, but you can still tell that Salah gets about on the pitch. I think he's had a couple of those where. I can I can go away by saying, yeah, even though he didn't score today, Salah got himself about in the pitch, was dribbling, was was, you know, being a constant threat to the to the back to the back four. But man, like he took everything and just had a, an, an immense game. He was causing everyone trouble, creating chances, just shooting when he um shooting at the right times as well. I don't know, I haven't been watching preseason, but definitely since the last time I've seen him on the pitch, he seems a bit more like, for example, he wouldn't past the ball when he gets into just positions where he can't get out of. It actually looks like he's, you know, even dribbling into spaces to get the ball off to the other side to Mane or to Firmino. So, man, three goals, a hat-trick on, your first, on, on the first game back. You know, 
family. I, he was quite unplayable. Like there, I know I, um, me and Glam especially get annoyed with his um, with his like finishing and how like it's scuffed and how like it's not potent enough. But uh, I, even Glam will probably be able to say today that like, today like I have no criticisms of him at all. Like he was definitely definitely the player that we wanted. Um, definitely he definitely had the performance that we wanted him to have more more um so more consistently especially from last season because it felt like it came in you know maybe three four game three four game um periods and then it drops off and then he comes back in and has another three four not not even sometimes three four games two games and then there's some contentious performances even when he does score you a bit like mm, you played a bit you played a bit uh a bit poorly there on that on that day but yeah man for sure uh on my on against Leeds I have no complaints man Salah really put the the team on his back the the defense really let him down maybe even the midfield you could say with the uh, with the uh the presence of Fabinho being missing but Salaman he was he was he was he was definitely what we call the best wing in the league for sure yeah it was proper it's just an absolute man possessed performance his yeah. relentless his relentlessness on the pitch at the weekend was absolutely insane uh L we've not heard from from yourself yet um Mo Salah yeah, I think not getting any awards, not getting put in a team of the year must have really irked him a little bit. I know you made a comment to Van Dijk congratulating him, saying that be careful, um, you might not get any awards. I mean, 18 goals last season in the league and you don't get put in the team of the year. It must have, <laughs> must have pissed him off a little bit, but he looked like he was proper. And I was a bit worried because uh, in pre-season he looked a bit, um, I wouldn't say off the pace, but he didn't look on it. So I think we're just going through the gears. But against Leeds, like you said, Chris, he was unplayable. Um, Leeds couldn't get near to him. I felt sorry for the uh, for the left back. He just gave him the run around. Leeds did this thing where they, they man mark. Um, so everyone on the pitch get man marked. And for the life of me, I'm not too sure. Well, what, what they tried to do, they tried to pin down Trent. So you pin down Trent, that means you're going to give Salah so much space. Yeah. Gave Salah so much space. And Salah was just three, four yards ahead of um, ahead of the left-back. Just kept on spinning him. Couldn't get near to him. He's passing on time. He's, he's, his hold-up play was fantastic. Um, for the goal, for his second goal especially, he hit it so hard, I thought the net was going to come off. So, yeah, hopefully he can just continue that throughout the rest of the season. We might, obviously, he's definitely going to get over 20 goals. So, yeah, and big up Salah. He's only three goals off 100 for Liverpool, which is phenomenal considering the likes of uh, attackers we've had since Owen and, and Fowler, where we've had like Torres, we've had Suarez and and, and Sturridge. And they haven't, obviously, be it that people left or whatever. But in three years or three, three and a half years, he's got uh, 97 goals and it's fantastic, man. So hopefully it goes throughout the whole season. I want to touch back on what you said there about um, when the opposition put kind of pinning on Trent and kind of tend to limit, limit him. There was a graphic I saw from Sam Maguire um, on Sunday, I believe, uh, and it showed you Salah's heat map and all the touches he had and the attempted dribbles, etc. That man ran absolute riot. It was insane to see. Um, and if that's going to be the outcome of the team trying to limit Trent a lot more, yeah. all the best, because if you're going to let Mo Salah run wild at your, uh, your left back there, then it's not going to end well. No, you no. can imagine Salah like, like seeing that left side, that uh, sorry, that right side that he normally doesn't, because normally with um Trent being you know 
less targets. Because I think even last season, it was, a, it was a thing of Salah was targeted more than Trent in terms of people double up on Salah, trying to make yeah. him effective in the game. Like, that's why when we saw him trying to do those dribbles, he's like a lot of the time he wasn't able to get off because, uh, because of you know being doubled up on. And then that's why Trent, even last season, had so much joy down the right side because they were so fixated on Salah that Trent was able to get his shit off, like, amazingly. But now, um, with, you know, teams being aware of our repertoire, being aware that Trent is, in the, is, like, on the right side, that's another threat. And even trying to concentrate on Trent and Salah is a problem. Like, I like how Salah has taken... It's probably going to take the opportunity, which will probably arise a lot this season, of teams trying to pin down Trent, trying to um, stop us from being cross, inshallah, and just take that, let take that right side that he has. Look at it and just like go ahead with the ball and start dribbling. Because that's one of the criticisms that I also had of Salah is that I'm not a fan of his like carrying of the ball. But in the final third, I must admit, from from what I've seen against um against Leeds and in other games um during the end of the season, he was definitely working on that that carrying of the ball into and yeah. being more effective um when he's not scoring, especially. Was there anything that you guys noticed particularly about the midfield? Uh, first half more than anything uh, I think second half I kind of thought it reverted back to normal means in terms of being that operational midfield um, where there wasn't that many risks risks being taken I think in the first half uh, and I want to see if you guys agree with me on this one it felt like Wijnaldum was getting forward a lot more and he was involved in the edge of the box he was running into the box a lot more too and I felt that hindered Naby Keita a bit I want to know how you guys feel about that uh, I, I, well, admittedly, I didn't catch the first half, but like I said in my earlier point in regards to Salah, um, Leeds do play a um, man-to-man marking, so I, f- I feel maybe Klopp was telling that like, genie to, to try and get forward to to move players about, if I have you. So instead of like getting the ball to move about, was really like, just literally running around to try and like, create the space. And um, I feel that will hinder someone like Naby because Naby is very, a very good ball carrier and he likes to carry the ball into space or what then if Genie is running into space where you usually like to dribble into it's definitely going to block you and it's definitely going to going to alter your game a, a bit um, I, f- I feel that's probably what happened and where we saw that it wasn't working that's probably why we just reverted back back to normal bringing um, Fabinho and, and it's all out yeah because I'm just looking at the, I'm looking at the average positions now, and Ginny is about, is a clean 10, 15 yards probably further forward than the next, next midfielder and wing back that isn't named Robertson or Trent. So I wonder if that'll be an interesting trend that we see going through the season. And what I would say is though, um, I think Klopp, especially going into this game. Um, wanting to revert. And I think it's kind of been a theme, um, sorry to keep going back to last season as well, but it's been a theme that you've working on since last season to be more open in creating chances. Because I felt like with Fabinho, as much as we, as much as he is an amazing chance creator, there is always that, that first instinct of, okay, with Fabinho, Vinyardum and Henderson, we're going to defend for our lives instead of trying to create so many chances. And that's probably why to be honest, we created so many chances. Not to say that we don't um, on, a, on, a, on a usual week, but in this game, created so many chances. Because that first half, I saw us have, um, before even Fabinho came on, I saw us have like a bag of chances get created by both Wijnaldum, um, Wijnaldum Henderson and um, Kane being our midfield. So yeah, I, I definitely feel like that midfield was definitely quite being like, okay, let's create, let's create chances 
um, try to blow, try to blow leads out the blow leads out the water and and see where we go from there. But yeah, um, our defense, the defensive side was just letting us down a lot. Uh, anything else? Anyone else for anything else in regards to the Leeds game from the weekend? Any interesting partners that you saw? Any interesting trends? I think maybe we can touch on the defense and our defense. Um, I don't think we can't. I don't think we can come away from the game without looking at our defense and some of the sort of exploits that that they had. And I've always said this that the way the way we play, we're always busy in and around the middle of the park. And the way in which teams sort of break us down is like over the top. And we saw that for Van Dyke's goal. And I thought that was pretty nonchalant the way he just flicked it off and obviously fell to Bamford and, and he put it away. So I think there may be a bit of slight cause for concern there from the defence. But I suppose we can caveat that by saying, you know, a lot of the players in that defence did play, what, three games in 10 days? Because they all had international duty. I know Trent was playing for England, Gomez, Van Dyke, and even Robertson all played international. So they might have been a bit more leggy. Um, but yeah, I think definitely to concede three goals against Leeds is, is probably, it's probably worth pointing out as well. And um, yeah, we, we shouldn't let that go. And I think, I'm not sure if Chelsea would exploit that against us, but I think um, we should definitely consider it moving forward because... Um, yeah, for me, that was a slight cause for concern. Uh, I would echo those sentiments, but I, I don't, I'm not overly concerned. I do think it's a cause of concern because it's, it points to a wider trend for me, like a, a nonchalance in defending. Like, Van Dyke's made two poor mistakes in the last um, three or four months. Allison as well. So there is a slight nonchalance that's creeping into our defending and individual errors. But like, I'm not overly worried because I don't think teams are creating like a barrage of, of, of like really, really good chances against us. We're making like really poor mistakes. Oh, well, I would say though, to, to you saying that teams are not are create, not creating a barrage of mistakes. Over the last couple of times where there has been mistakes in our defence, I do think teams, our, def- our mistakes have allowed teams to be more efficient in their goals and in their shooting. So for example, with Arsenal, um, both times um, in the community shield and the, and the, what's it called, and the game at the MS, mistakes were made which punished us where, yeah, they might have three, four shots in the game, but two of those will go in. And but but Julian, I think it's more of a concern if, if teams are creating loads of high quality chances against you every single game, that's a cause for massive concern. If you're making individual yeah. errors by players who usually wouldn't make those errors, like Van Dyke would never usually make those errors. I mean, yes, you can be concerned, but are you going to panic thinking that's going to make that error ten I'm, times again? I'm, like, not gonna, I'm not going to panic, but I would say, especially over the last ever since the lockdown. Um, our back three of um, our back three of Van Dijk, Gomez, and Allison have been a bit in. I don't want to say overconfident, but they are unrecognizable. They're unrecognizable. Yeah, they, they, they've they've not been as efficient and as cautious as and and I, yeah, I would say in terms of in each other, some they have they have a bit of overconfidence in each other. Like I feel like, for example, Allison for some of the chances where he should be um positioned in the right places, he's kind of thinking. Ah oh, man, Virgil's got this. Or with with even um, Van Dyke, he's probably thinking sometimes where he makes a loose ball and a loose and, a, and like you know he, he just makes a mistake. He's probably thinking, well, if I make this mistake, not not that he's I'm saying that he's thinking this, but if I make a mistake, you know we've got Allison in goal. Gomez, I don't know if it's more if it's more to do with overconfidence or if it's more to do with just him being caught out at times. For because he's 23, he, he 
he's he's not the most he's not going to be the most experienced defender, especially at his at his age. Um, but there are times where I even feel like himself, he kind of you know comes out a bit too much with the ball, dribbles out. Like I saw even saw he had the like the same amount of dribbles as Firmino. Well, that's more to do with Firmino than it is to Gomez, but still, like he brings the ball out, he he's he's and he puts himself into dangerous positions where I think we've come, we've said this before where he's able to recover because he has that recovery speed which is elite. But yeah, man, that over reliance on that recovery is is kind of it's it's not hurting us, but it is something that we need to nip in the bud instead of it being a cause for concern. Mm, yeah, One thing, I, I, yeah. Oh, so you go, you go, Ellis. Oh, no. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Klopp, Klopp will have words. Um, I don't think Klopp plays them overconfidence things. He, he will chat to Van Dijk and Gomez. Um, I so, think Gomez sorry, to, could... sorry to interject quickly. I think Klopp yeah. definitely had words at half time because oh, yeah. Alisson didn't, <laughs> yeah. Alisson didn't play the cuteness, did he? Um, nah, no, of no, some no. of the passes after the first half, you could see he was definitely. Um, he was told the instructions to probably put it into Rose, yeah, you man. bastard. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I, I don't think Klopp plays them them kind of things. Um, we, we usually see once one mistake's made, we don't see those mistakes for like another three or four months. Um, in regards to Gomez, I don't know. Maybe maybe after the pod we can we can look into it. But I don't think he's played this many games in a row uh, for for a little while. Obviously, that's that being with Matic being injured and and, and Lovren. Loving just be loving, so um, he could probably possibly be, be due a little rest just to recuperate, recuperate and and get back to it. I mean, it's not it's nothing to do with him he, as a player. So he it's, played he played 108 for England as well. Uh, and there we go. So he's played a fair. Few. I, so actually, a, a point on Gomez. People like were talking about a lot about Gomez on Saturday. Mm. I actually thought in the second half he's one of our better players. Like we sustain pressure um, in the second half, and he's a big part of that. Like he wins mm. all of his duels, he does really well on the ball. So like Gomez is one of those players. That, like I've seen some promising signs from Gomez in that when he makes mistakes sometimes in the past, he would get rocked by them, yeah. and he would, yeah. and his head would go completely. Yeah. But on Le- against Leeds, he made a, he made a poor mistake. Him and Trent were com- were both poor for the first goal. But in the second half, he was brilliant. Like I think that's a, a good sign for Gomez moving forward. And uh, on our defense, like as a wider point, I just think it's just like the performance level of a few of the key members of the defense has has dropped off, and that's natural. It happens, and hopefully, we see a return to the, to the norm in, in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think I think we'll return back to normal. I don't, I don't think it's a cause of concern. That, like you said, if the opponents were making a barrage of chances, like. It was five clear cut chances where there's one on one with Allison. Yeah. Then we're gonna we're gonna really like think about it. But a couple of mistakes here and there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like you guys said, I mean, bar the the Klitsch goal, which was more of a ridiculous strike more than anything. Can you name an occasion where Leeds clinically and efficiently worked the ball into into our box where they were given the opportunity and they had the lengths to do it? I, I particularly can't. Um, and, and even and even the Klitsch call can be caveated by the fact that we just made a sub like ten seconds before. Yeah. So we were disorientated. They score a really well worked goal, but like it's a, it's a brilliant position, goal. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant goal, but it, that goal can be caveated as well. So yeah, yeah, there's not nothing to really panic and worry about. To be honest with you, yeah, no, it's not panic, but I, I, I'm, I'm concerned. I can't lie. Um, from uh, you the know restart, what, God? I, I um, actually, I, I agree with you. I think there's a little bit. I think there's a little cause for concern. I don't think it's kind of like at meltdown point. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't know what is, and, and I'll be honest, I think, I've, like looking at other teams as well, I think the fact of the crowd being there and no crowd, when I check it and some, you look at think at some pros, some of them may think they're still in training, 
And I think like I was watching when I was watching the game the other day, I usually have the um the um, atmosphere on. I had it off and you just heard loads mm-hmm. of shouting and shouting and it must have seemed like training to someone. I know it's a competitive game, but you just heard a shouting like you're hearing training and I think some people may get motivated off the crowd. I think like I've seen like teams go away to other teams when spank them. I think some teams have used it to their advantage or some don't. I think we'll perform better with a crowd. I just um, think there's expect- expectations. 100%. That's such a good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think expectations. I think, everyone... I think goalkeepers, especially as well, they definitely feed off a crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's maybe why it's a lot quicker to get fans in a bit. But at the time, yeah, I'm, I'm slightly concerned because it's just the way the goals are given. And obviously, yeah, we come back 4 3. I remember even the Chelsea game, remember we won 4 2 in the end. But before the four minutes, 2 2, we was like, it was thin line. Pulisic came on and changed the game. And Ox obviously got us back or whatever. But it, it was close. We can't keep riding our luck. Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm yeah. a bit concerned. I definitely, you, you can't. I definitely think this is. Yeah, you. Go on, no, go on. Go on, Julian. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I definitely think this 17 18 football with more class since the, since the lockdown has restarted. I can't lie to you. Like, we've had so many games where it's been tight, like, and we've rid our luck, but mm. like, we've got more class to kind of get us over the line instead of drawing that. Like, yeah. yeah v- Villa, Villa sticks out to, to, yeah, to mind. I've got to we, like, I, 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 do, I do understand that, you know, there's been a lot of fans, including myself, that's asked for, you know, more, like, more attractive football compared to what we were seeing last season at times. But, yeah, we do need to find that that measured balance of we can't just have creative chances and then, you know, our midfield, being, uh, our midfield and our backline being so far apart to the point where the team might not rip us open, but have be efficient with their chances. So that's what I would say. I don't know if you guys remember the old um, <clears throat> the old Jose Mourinho. Uh, he, he used to do in, in games and in practice as well, where he used to um, have those those color those color cards that would instruct the team on what kind of method to use within the game. So I think it was, if it was one specific color, it would be to be more defensive. If it was one color, it'd be to, to go on a counter attack, and another color would be to be kind of like all out defense. Um, I think that'd be really interesting as a concept to use for the football team because. They take instruction incredibly well. Klopp leads them to measure themselves and you know see themselves through games. But in terms of when to pull the you know put the trigger on and go for it in certain situations, um, I mean I've I've been saying for the past few months from around about thirty-five to forty-five minutes, I think we should be putting the hammer down. And that was one of the things that we saw from kind of this weekend, which we tried but couldn't come to fruition. We should be putting the hammer down and kind yeah. of seeing out some of the games instead of they don't get nervy. So turning that one goal lead to a free goal lead before half time and completely finishing out the game, and then the second half you can not be as laissez faire as we've been in certain games before, but you don't have to put in that amount of effort as you had in the first forty-five as opposed to. Chris, I agree. I think the one thing, one of the things we need to improve this season is making one nil two nil very quickly. Yeah, it's something City do. Yeah. City, City are the best in the world at it. I think they the make one nil, two nil, three nil very quickly. You they score goals. They, they score goals in the flurry, and we don't do it. We let teams. Hang on into games. We let we let teams who don't deserve to survive in games survive in games. Burnley from last season is a perfect example of that. Yeah, mm. it's just annoying. Like we, we we were much better than Burnley after lo- the game after lockdown, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we were much better. We should have been two or three in a lot, and then they they obviously get a fantastic goal, Jay Rodriguez, and and we draw the game. And I think this season especially because we need to conserve energy and you need to make sure because the games are so close to each other. You need to really make sure you're yeah. killing games early so you're not wasting energy. So I, I really do think yeah. that's something that was poor on the weekend when 
when it was three two, it should have quickly become four two, and then yeah, I think I, if it hits four two, yeah, we we, we we run out and it's a it's a cricket score almost, you know. So. We know what the funny thing is. I think if we make it two 0 they don't, and obviously the the way that they get their equaliser is in you know in a weird fashion because we don't we don't track the ball well, and I think that's a little bit of a problem for the right side of our defence. I've I've seen Gomez be exploited a few times with balls over the top where not like he loses track, but I think he loses the man more than anything. I think it's Yeah. I think Gomez lacks concentration. And I mean, we all we all rate Joe Gomez very, very highly in this uh, on this podcast. And he can be one of the... i say he's one of the best younger defenders in oh, world yeah. football, let alone oh, the certain, league. Certain, yeah. certain. Yeah, 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 but yeah. There's, there's always a game to grow and he's, he's a young prospect and he's still, he's still learning that. So he's only 23, um, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Trent... Trent, I can definitely sympathise with that game because he got, what, 30 minutes of football? 60, 30, 60 minutes of football in his legs? No pre-season, has been injured. So it's a bit of a tough one from, from that angle. But yeah, dras- not, drastic improvements need to be made in terms of the concentration. And they all need to do a few laps around the, uh, around the Melwood pitch to you know, atone for their sins <laughs> from the weekend. And the the manager will make them do that. But I do want to touch on the point that we discussed a few weeks ago in terms of possibly bringing in another defender. And like we've said, and Mike has touched on perfectly, it's a long old season. It's a long old slog. It seems as though we're going to be using Fabinho as a fourth choice centre-back, but there has been some rumblings out there. We are looking to try and get another centre-back in to be that fourth choice. But, of course, with all things... Fourth choice centre back, you don't want to be splashing money up the wall on someone who's probably going to have about 10 appearances across the course of the season. So, do you guys think there is definitely room for that fourth choice centre back in terms of taking the pressure off of Gomez, giving him a rest? And we all know that Matip loves to go in the uh, the recovery pool every now and then. Oh, no, no. I, I, I don't, I, I, the reason, the reason I say this is that, yeah, it would be ideal for us to have, to have a fourth choice centre back, but. You know what, yeah, I'm going to be honest with Matip. When he's not with Van Dyke and he's with someone where he's the senior defender, I'm a bit, I'm a bit not, I'm not, I'm not too confident with, with Matip there. Um, but saying that, with the, with the fourth choice centre-back, we do definitely need to give Gomez a rest before, you know, he breaks down and reaches his limit because he has had problems with injuries. The same with Matip, to be honest, he's the, not the most reliable. Um, in terms of that, yeah, but Man, like the games where where both Van Dyke and Gomez won't be playing, like I I, lo- I love Matt. I think he's been a great great defender for us in his time here. But I don't trust him in like, that. I don't trust him him enough to to fill me with confidence uh, in like an FA Cup or a League Cup game, even if it's against a League One side. As mad as that is to say, that's harsh, harsh. Yeah, harsh. Very, very. I think it, I think it's more. I think it's more in our trust. I think it's our more in our trust in him being available more than anything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Availability. Yeah, and the thing, the thing about the thing about the fourth fourth choice centre back is, I'm not asking for an Nathan Ake or something of that ilk. You know what I mean? I think a Clavan would come in and you know, no, no Clavan was called man. He was the yeah, yeah. he was, he was come in, do a job. You know, someone. I mean, he cost. I think he cost about four million quid. So you're not yeah. asking, you know, the world of someone. You just want someone who come in, do a stable job, earn his paycheck, and go home. You know, yeah. good old hard-working fella. That's what you want. Against uh, <laughs> Bayern Munich, a Bayern Munich away. That's the question. Who was it? Was it um, Matip and Fabinho? It was yeah. Matip and Virgil, wasn't it? Because it was, Vir- oh, yeah, it was Matip and yeah. Fabino and the home tie. 
I think. Yeah, yeah so I, Mike, yeah. I think you know more than. Yeah, yeah no, in the home title, it's massive and Fabinho. Yeah, yeah and, and they held out fairly well. So. <laughs> I, I no, Matip, Matip, Matip's a good centre-back, man. He's a good player. You know what it was? Sure. I'll tell you what it was. With Matip, um, before he got his deal, um, he was on his way out. I remember he linked with a turn back to Bundesliga and so forth. But when Gomez got injured, he deputised so well. I remember John Gomez coming. There was no way Gomez was getting back unless he got injured. There was no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 was, he was top notch. But yeah, as, as, as Chris said, the availability of my issue with uh, Matip and playing a long, over-consistent game. But I'm happy to have him there. I trust him in, in, in games. I definitely trust him. I just think him and Virgil is better than him and Gomez together. That's it. But I trust him. But in terms of fourth choice for you guys, I don't know who you're going to get and how much you're going to spend. Like, well, this who- is the question, isn't it, Clem? I mean, he, he would, for, for me, I'm not saying it has to be this player, but I think it's someone like, who's, who's got the experience there, a little bit of an older head, probably about 27, mm. 28, 29. Mm. I mean, I'll even take someone in their face. If someone... Yeah. Is- if would you guys have got Thiago? Would you want a Thiago if the wages were right? Nah. No. Nah. Do you know what? Nah. Do you know who I, I would want a young centre back who's left footed? A, a new. <laughs> you're, not, you're not asking for much. Does he want to? Not play? asking for much. <laughs> no, but no. So I, <laughs> Relax, man. <laughs> we're, we're all going. Yeah, we're, we have an old bloke, and then Mike's going. I want someone who fits this crazy. Yeah, yeah. Young centre back with the that goal, mate. No, but you guys know what I'm like with the 21 to 24 thing, right? I think yeah. that's something that's very important. And also, like, I, I do think we lack a left foot centre back. Like, I haven't. I, would, I think it'd be nice to see Van Dyke maybe on the right sometimes. Maybe get a, a young left foot centre back in on the left. You know, uh, like having a left footed player there is beneficial in terms of passing angles and, and stuff balance, like that. Yeah, balance, yeah, and balance. Yeah. I would love to take like a Milner type like defender. Like you know, like when we've got Milner for on the three and he's yeah. like does have that Premier League experience, league experience that like, can just come to the team, like you know, show the young lads what it's about. And like, yeah, like someone like that. Run <laughs> <laughs> till it hurts. Last bit of season, you know. Like, yeah, you know. like I don't know. So maybe some from someone that just got relegated. I don't know. So let's say, like, let's let last season there was a man available, yeah. and his name is Gary Cahill. Would you take? Would you take no, Gary Cahill no, this no, season? Nah, nah, nah. I thought he played all right for Palace. You know, I've never. Yeah, had that's a... all right. Yeah, but yeah, Chris. Yeah, for Palace. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, nah. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> nah. That's all right for Palace. That's me and my Brexit vibes there coming in. <laughs> 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 Uh, I think Liverpool are linked with um, a defender, Sam Dora. Yeah, it's going to get someone unknown. It has to be someone unknown. 100%. Uh, yeah. Even with Ben White. They wanted money for Ben White. The amount of money that they wanted for Ben White was absolute... He looks a serious player, though, Ben White. He was really good really good last night for Brighton against Chelsea. Yeah, he was. Ever since we were linked with that lad from Schalke, Ozan Kabak, I did a lot of research on him, and he looks like a, a proper defender. Yeah, he's only, he's yeah, only him, 19. Him. Yeah, him, him. He's only 19 he's and 20 as well, man. So that fits yeah. Mike's criteria. So he's not left-footed, though. <laughs> yeah. We can train him. We can I'll train take him to be left-footed. I'm sure there's, like, a couple good young defenders in France, man. For yeah. Yeah. Montpellier, yeah. Nonsense, and all that, man. So, what about um, that you, man? That that um, I all has been got a transfer. He's somewhere. gone to Chelsea. He's gone Chelsea. to Chelsea. Oh man, yeah. He'll be on loan for about ten years now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 don't, I don't think. I don't think. Him and Van Ginkle in the same waiting room. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Klopp's looking for a fourth choice. I nah. think he's happy with what he's got. I, I, I think and I feel, yeah. yeah, and I feel that Klopp is 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 really uh, banking on Van der Berg, Oliver, and um, yeah. Who Phillips is, is Phillips gone yeah, back but, out yet? Or he's still there? No, Phillips Apparently, he's Phillips. got a lot of it. Uh, from the last time I was reading, this is about a week ago. He's got a lot of interest from Championship and from uh, Bundesliga again. So yeah. I think, but he's still he's still yeah. in the club, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's still in the club. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. Okay. Cool. And with Van der Berg, he's starting to um, fill out pause a little bit. Definitely. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Ellis, man. Ellis, no, I want a 21-year-old and I want a left footer, bro. I don't want that. That's all I want. No, but Van der Berg is, is that because from, from when... I think Van der Berg come last season, isn't it? Yeah. So from when yeah. he came last season, yeah. like... Young, man. He's young. He's young. Yeah, well, he looks a good prospect. He's putting a lot of mass. Yeah, he's putting a bit of mass. Um, he's tall. He's like what six five or something. Yeah, he's young, get him in the get him in the gym with glam, mate. He'll be fucking tongue by yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> you end up like Joe Gomez, bro. Come, come, nah, 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 nah. Too much, too much, too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah. Uh, a gentrified arms Corleone, uh, fucking centre back. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Just to say, obviously, I know I said it on the first pod, but yeah. I've done two sessions with Gomez, two gym sessions. <laughs> and he knows that. So, Gomez, if you're listening, you remember down in gym, you remember me anyway, bro. <laughs> Some credit. Facts. Oh, Wait, you was the one that made, you, you was the one that probably had him, had my muscle pool, like, when Klopp called him a bitch. Oh, yeah. like bro, you know what it was? When he went there, he was too <laughs> slim. That's what I'm saying, bro. He was way too slim. So, it's your fault, man. Do you remember that? There's, there's, two insta- there's two instances, right, with players who've come back from injuries at Liverpool where they've come back and they've been massive. So, obviously, pause. Um, so, obviously, 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 Gomez, he came back, wham. And do you remember when Martin Kelly came back from that injury and had long hair? Oh, yeah. And right. he, looked like and he like was like Hercules. I was like, what is going on here? gladiator. Trust me. When Gomez was, like, 17... Bro, this heat was yeah, yeah. H, bro, he yeah. had fights like been Michelin, man. I was like, what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> I can attest to seen Gomez on ends that from to be honest, compared to me especially from day he's been a big heat still. But it's oh, just, is it? Is it? So um, yeah, yeah. You see him and you be like, I right, yeah, I can understand why you're 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 you are who you are. But what did they eat in Gambia from? The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. We're going to have to get, uh, we're gonna get IT on that one to see what they do in Gambia. That's yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, the defense, uh, it's, uh, I think, there is slight concern there, um, just because it's been mm. a pattern for a longer period of time. But it's, I think, when you just get the legs in and when we get a few more games under our belt, I think we're completely fine. And it's like we've said, it's individual errors leading to goals, which is so yeah. uncharacteristic for a Liverpool team in the past two seasons. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. The, the, the trail of evidence is there. Um, and I must say, I must say, though, on that, we didn't, I think we were probably in, we won the game, but we're probably in third gear, I'll be honest. We didn't hit the level heights where, We'll be blitz team in four, four, fifth. So that's something taking it from where we won four, two, I mean, four, three. But at the same time, you know, we didn't maximize our best at our ultimate. So that's something to take back. As I said, I mean, we've got a nitpick anyway. We have to nitpick anyway, but we've got the win. That's the main thing. 
That's just it. That's a, that's a good point from Glenn. Like, where was the last time we actually saw Liverpool in like fourth gear where they just packed it out? Barcelona, was it Barcelona? Barcelona, isn't it? Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, I'll say against Man City, we lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leicester's the ultimate fourth gear, Liverpool. Yeah, fourth gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a weird team, man. We're like, I'm, I'm yeah. a nerd, so I watch Dragon Ball a lot. We're like Cell. Sometimes we just don't <laughs> reach that perfect form, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're stuck yeah. in that, like, second force <laughs> or like, like freeze our free, freeze our second form like when he was just beating yeah, up everyone when it was his second he was still beating up everyone but then go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's a quote of a man that used to watch Toonami when he came back from school I know that yeah. was for sure 5.30pm <laughs> I was there man <laughs> the real remember the real do remember right we have a game on Sunday um, fairly big one, in all honesty, because a certain manager of this football club seems to want to force a rivalry like a previous manager before him in terms of spend and stuff. So it's only right that we go down to... to... Hey, fuck Chelsea, man. Straight. <laughs> yeah, you have to start off with that. Fuck Chelsea, man. Yeah. Excuse me, boss. What's that's, that's all I have. Sorry, that's all I have. No, no matter... <laughs> Fuck yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Julie, how do you think the game's going to go? Oh, fuck no, fuck yours. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely agree, man. It, ever since ever since the rivalry popped up, I think it's too fair, it was even before Mourinho got there when you know they beat us that Champions League place that really spawned their era. They've just been such a neaky club. Um, mm-hmm. from the way they act you know, they have everything in the world that they could want but yet they still moan and do nasty mm. things to their players the rivalry has lost its edge a tiny bit in the last few years it's restoring like, the feeling because, yeah, yeah like, we need to restore the feeling of... <laughs> yeah we need to restore that but I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday I think, or Sunday so I think it'll be a good game like Trent Lampard, Chelsea Timo Werner there's, there's some good narratives going into the game like Timo Werner against Liverpool the team he was you know, supposedly going to sign for I watched them yesterday. They weren't impressive at all. Like Brighton were by far and away the better team, and Brighton were unlucky in that they wasted a few chances. Lamptey, by the way, looks impressive for for Brighton. I was just about That's to say, awesome. Tarek Lamptey turned up to that game and was like, "I've come to put everyone Claro." <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, one hundred percent. I understood why Nico Williams was getting pissed off that time. Still. Oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was very. He was and he's like a trainer. <laughs> yeah, he's so energetic, he's relentless. He's got great feet as well. He's, like, he's yeah, got feet he's like a winger. Well. Yeah, he's got his Even when he had that cameo against Arsenal, I'm really, really shocked at how Chelsea... Against Chelsea, it just let him go, yeah? Yeah. He looked like a low it, feet as well, wasn't it? I think it could be a physicality thing. Like, he's really, he's really short and quite small. Yeah, he's tiny, like he's, he's like five foot one, I think it is. Like, that's really short for a fullback. Five one? One. That means so. what? Oh, oh, he, according five. to his Wikipedia... According to his Wikipedia, it's <laughs> one. Ah, that was Whoa. That's a violation, you know. He's five foot one. Right. According to Wikipedia, yeah, I was like, wow. Like, no wonder. Trust me. Nah, someone from Brighton's social team needs to go and get a tape measure or yeah, something. No, I think yeah. about five, three, five, five, five. Yeah, he's about. Uh, yeah, he's five, five, if, five, five. if Wikipedia says he's five one, it is. Bro, that's edited, man. <laughs> 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 and angry Chelsea fans going, I'm going to fucking show him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel, I feel it, is it is physicality because if you look, like, compare him and um, Rhys James, isn't it? Rhys James just... Rhys James, like, 
beast. Like, he looks like a, a middleweight boxer compared to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just yeah. check Wikipedia. <laughs> just check Wikipedia. It's actually five foot five. Five foot yeah, five, five one is five one. Five one would have. <laughs> Five one, you know. He'd be in that boxing match with Lickle, man. I was like, what is going on? He'd be a boy. Do you ever remember that old rumour of Messi when they were like, oh, he's too short? There was lots of like, yeah, banging full of steroids or growth hormones or something. When he's in the UFC. Yeah, I probably did, man. Yeah, he was like about fourteen. He was forty. I think he was like thirteen, fourteen. He was around that age, and then they like, pumped him full of um, growth yeah, hormones. I think, I think I was, yeah, no, they did. I think yeah. they said he came with like some type of like problem in it, so that they, they, they took over the hospital bills and that. Hence why he came over to to think about hospital. And bills. that's how and that's how he repaid them, you know, by holding the club hostage yeah. and saying, "I'm gonna leave." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we made you grow. <laughs> yeah, literally, that. It's in Pepper's book, that kind of mentality as well. Like, it's the same way, like, the Bren can get his whole knee snapped off, and in three months, he's suddenly appearing in the Carlin Cup game. Like, oh, fam, that, doc, that Dr. Cougar, we, if we got Cougar, right, to find a cure for Corona, he'd find it. <laughs> he'd need the blood of seven Man City Academy players, but he'd do it. He'd find it. I tell you that one for free. I swear, I swear, thing broke his leg and he came back in January. He broke his leg in January. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. came back very quick. Yeah. 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 How we come back so quick, bro? Only the only failed experiment is Mendy, and he's only just vibes. That's why he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why man. Mendy's a signal, bro. Mendy's a signal. Yeah, he's the um. Apparently, he's the Man City social media manager. So yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but we're getting a little bit off track. Yeah, this is good content, but we're getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Chelsea on Sunday. I want to touch on what Mike said earlier about um, Chelsea from yesterday. Don't know if any, don't know if you all watched the game, but yeah, I'm very much in the camp of it. Very looked like a, it. Very much looked like a team that had signed six, seven players and yeah. are trying to bed them all in. I was very surprised that Pulisic looks is is, is available. Uh, I think he would probably he'd be better served starting from the bench as opposed to starting straight away. Starting, no, he wasn't. He, he, he wasn't available. I don't think. I think Lampard said he suffered a setback in training. Yeah, okay. for that. I'll be honest, you know, I don't really, I don't really trust Lampard, um, and I don't know why. Like, I feel like maybe, like maybe you know, he can surprise me because last week, last week I said this like around the same thing, but these won't cause us any problem. But man, Lampard, especially tactically and with the talent that he has, I think he does his own team like a bit of a disservice by playing like some some players, by, by for example, like not playing some players, playing some players that don't need to play. Especially this season and um, last season, especially when I saw that like, William and Pedro getting way more games than Charlton. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I definitely yeah, feel like sense. I definitely feel like with the new signings that he made, like that's caused like the signings themselves have caused more like worry within like fans and and people and people that expect things from Chelsea. But well, if, Lampard, you right, if you remember rightly, he's done that. He did the whole upgrade. We're, we're going to focus on youth. You know, youth is part of the core of what we do here at Chelsea. Uh, Tamori, who I think is actually a fairly good centre back, he's back yeah, in the twenty threes. Yeah, yeah, he's going out long. I, 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 I agree with Julian. I basically don't know how you can get Timo Werner, Zayech, um, 
Havertz and Pulisic into a cohesive t- attacking um, formation. So, so I don't see how that works. So I agree with so I, I agree with both those points. I think he's brought all these players in, and you know, no, no disrespect to Lampard, but I literally don't see how he's going to create a style of play or how are they going to look to play with all these players? How is he going to be able to accommodate them? You know, are they going to play four three three? Are they going to be pressing? Yeah. You know, I just can't see Lampard. Sure, sure. Implementing Surely one has to miss out. Players. I agree. Sorry, you can't play all four of them. Surely one has to miss out. I, I don't it, see how he fits all four. Well, of them wasn't, wasn't exactly. like Mason Mount kind of like a false nine at some points last night? Yeah, front three. Exactly. It doesn't make sense because even uh-huh. I mean we've all watched. I mean we've all watched Kai Havertz fairly fairly closely in this in this group, and it's a shame that Mark's not here because we're talking about his his favorite person in the world. Um, <laughs> he won't work. In that midfield that they want to play, he's he, he no. can't really play deep. Actually. So he works better as a number ten or as a number nine. It's very yeah. weird because watching Havertz in especially in Bundesliga before he came here, he was a very moments player. Like yep. he's not the type of guy to like, for example, get the ball from deep, progressive it, progressive it, or obviously he's a number ten, but you know, get the ball in the in an area, progressive it. Um, and then, like, cause the trouble for defence. He's the type of guy to kind of, like, once I get the ball, something mad ha- something mad's happening. Or, or not something mad, but a goal or an assist is happening. Or no, nothing else. Because he's kind of, he kind of reminds me of Deli Ali in a way. But I'm not going to give him that disservice yet. No, but, that's that's actually a perfect comparison, Julian. Because early Deli Ali, early yeah. Deli Ali, the good Deli Ali, not the smelly one that we see at the moment, smelly yeah. Ali. Yeah, he's um, that, very that, much in the player profile of Kai Havertz from from kind of the past two seasons. It's a very I, apt I was, comparison. Well, I was watching it yesterday, and um, they had they had uh, Loftus Cheek in a number ten role pushing <laughs> forward, and they had uh, Julia. Don't do that. <laughs> and they had uh, <laughs> Kai Havertz on the right, but then I think Chelsea fans um, are really upset with Lampard because Lampard keeps on forcing Mason Mount into the team. I think he sees Mason Mount as himself, as in a... As Hang in a on a minute. They're, they're, they're upset about a white player being forwarded into their team. I thought they that. I think it's the, uh, the, the minorities that are upset with it. It's the streets Chelsea fans. You know, the Chelsea fans are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those ones. So... Go on, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like we said, I think Havertz is better suited as a number 10 because yesterday I had uh, Werner on the left, uh, Luffy Sheets up front, or as a number 10, and Kai Havertz on the right. Kai Havertz wasn't effective because, as you, as you all said, he's better in the 10. So then Luffy Sheets has to drop to the bench, surely, because he's not good enough currently to, to start. Um, they had Kante, Jorginho, and Mason Mount in the midfield. Um, so I was watching them yesterday, and they didn't really get their front players into the game. So there was no connecting. So I'm sure that the connecting person is supposed to be Mason Mount, but he was doing a job on the on the left hand side, plugging yep. the gaps that Werner leaves. So I feel that Liverpool could probably overpower their midfield if we go for Bruno, Henderson, and and Genie. Well, that was going to be my next question for this particular game. Seeing how they set up with essentially the you know the two players that they have in that kind of two pivot with Jorginho and Kante, what midfield would you would you go with this? Would you go with a midfield that had Naby Keita in it, who I think actually performs better away from home leaders at Anfield, for a little bit of guile, 
or would you go for what is a standard Liverpool big game midfield, which would be Fabinho? Uh, I, I would start Naby. I would start Naby for two reasons. I think Naby deserves a, ru- a run of games. He did, simply he ended the seat last season really in, in fantastic form. And he did well against Chelsea last time he played Chelsea. And I think he caused him some problems. And we do need his composure. I think the thing I love about Naby Keita, in those big games, he's really, really composed. He's got quality on the ball. And yeah, I think he got a really unsettled Chelsea in those midfield areas. So I would, I would definitely start Naby. I think Henderson's not quite fully fit yet, and you could tell by watching him on Sunday or Saturday, mm-hmm. sorry. And I think it'd be a bit unfair to stick him into a game of that 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 level, really. You know, Chelsea away is a tough game in in any in any season. So, so yeah, I would start Naby, Fabinho, and um, Genie. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start um, Genie. To be honest, um, I feel like I don't want to pile onto the pile onto the current genie climate. So I'm not going to wax too crazy about him. But I do feel like, especially over the last season or so, it's been very evident, especially like, it's been, we've, we've kind of had to deal with the genie when you're out that's disciplined, doesn't get himself into games, but is very effective. But I think it's, I think, especially with the rise of, um, with not the rise, but, you know, Kater finding form, you know, um, Kater coming through and, you know, being able to, yeah, that actively affect games. Um, I feel like it is time for us to kind of move away from, you know, oh yeah, the safe and tried and trusted genie um, in these big games and actually at least try to attempt to bring Cater to the fold because, yeah, man, like Henderson, he may not, he, he may have not been fit, but as I've said, like in the group chat multiple times, I understand what he brings on the pitch. He brings that calm, that assurance, that, that assurance, um, especially within our midfield. And with Fabinho, genie and um, Cater, I don't think there'll be enough of that. I feel like Fabinho's, Fabinho's fine. He's, he's, you know, he's, a, he's a, an amazing DM, one of the best in the league. But that kind of assurance and calm, I don't think Jimmy and KR bring. And they kind of need, they both kind of need that for them to be effective in the game. Um, I, disagree, I disagree so strongly, you know. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. I I think Jeannie, what he does in the big games, like if things are probably intangible, like blocking mm. passing lanes, maybe like, you know, delaying a pass by like a split second that prevents a counter. Those little small intangible things he does. I think, in, and he does, like he, for me, he does spread composure in these games. Like he really does lose composure. Like he protects the ball, uses it well. And Naby's the same. Naby's got so much quality in the ball. He's quite press resistant. He's someone that can, can deal with the pressure, can, can drive with the ball. And I just don't think Henderson's fully fit. I just don't think against Chelsea, who are going to... Like, Chelsea wouldn't play as, as poorly as they did yesterday against us. They'll play, they'll play much better. Against mm-hmm. Chelsea, they'll be on it and they'll want to beat us. Like, Frank Lampard and Chelsea will want to... We are the benchmark. So every team that plays us in, in, in the top six at their ground will be fired up with or without fans. You don't want to put Henderson... Like, Henderson is obviously a fantastic player, but you don't want to put him in a position where he's not fully fit and he's playing against a, an intense Chelsea team. I, I don't think it's wise, personally, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think he's a criminal if you don't start a genie. Absolute criminal. Big game player. 
it's a game that we it, 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 will, it will set boundaries against getting six points from Leeds and Chelsea. I think it should be Naby, Fabinho and um, Genie. I, think, I believe, uh, I agree, Mike Henderson, um, start from the bench. If we need him, come on. But Genie has to start. Genie just has to start that game. Alec? I mean, I'm not too concerned about the midfield, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I would, I'll, I would prefer we have um, Henderson. Thiago? <laughs> <laughs> Who, Thiago it's Silva, like, yeah? It's like a carry-back cup game, apparently, Mike. So, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so well, man. You're doing so well. <laughs> um, no, no, to, to be honest with you, I don't think um, the midfield is, is where the game's going to be won or lost. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if I had a midfield to play for us, I think it would be Henderson, it would be Naby, and it would be Fab. Um, I feel Chelsea, especially in the middle, they don't offer too much, and I think we should be comfortable in quite easily overpower them in that no, part of the pitch. No, I would also say um, uh, Naby Keita, or uh, of course Naby Keita to start. Genie, I'm not really bothered if he does start, but Naby Keita, I do feel like this midfield for Chelsea, I think they're very attack reliant like their the space between for example their midfield and their what's it called um their midfield and their attackers I can see being pretty large um coming when, when it comes towards us especially if they play the, if they play their attacking options because they don't really have that third centre midfielder apart from maybe Barkley but even then like when he gets the ball it's a bit of a it's a bit it's a bit of a funny sight to see but they don't it's have a little earth gaffer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lose the ball and all that and all that shit there, like just just shoot or shoot or shoot from whatever. But I don't think they have that third midfielder who's who's press resistant. Even even Jorginho himself on on his day can be so like yeah he can get targeted. So I don't think they have that midfielder who's press resistant, um, who's also able to um, like join it like get the ball and join and and get the ball from midfield and bring it up to towards the attackers. Maybe Kante was um, can have that ability, but. Then again, like against us, I believe he'll be more defensively measured. So I definitely want to see, for, for sure, I want to see Naby start more than I actually want to see like Fabinho start, to be honest. Like, I feel like this is Naby's chance for him to really, and Klopp's chance for him, for, for him to show us how much confidence he has in his um, record midfield signing. So like, Naby needs to play for me. And like, I feel like if he gets a good game, even if he gets a game against Chelsea and he doesn't score, but he's able to just get about and get 70 to 80 minutes, I feel like he'll do a lot for his um, season going forward. Definitely. Even like, um, yeah, yesterday, you know what you said about Barkley, but when Barkley came on, he kind of changed the game for Chelsea. He was, he was just, really good. Yeah, he was just the link between the attack and the midfield with, with what they needed. And with Barkley, he's got that uh, kind of PMP. He's very, he's deceptive. He, I don't know if he's, I won't say he's quick, but he, he's powerful on the ball. I remember in the FA Cup game, he gave us a lot of problems. We couldn't really, um, couldn't really tie him down. But again, if, like Matt said, I, yeah, starting Henderson would be a bit of a gamble just because Chelsea would be up for it. Um, so it, it's a funny one, but I believe that we'll have too much for for Chelsea because yesterday uh, Brighton gave them a lot of problems. It's just Brighton. Brighton played well. Yeah, I'm intrigued well. to see how Chelsea line up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew started. You know. So if they, they might put Timo Werner on the, on the left because um, um, Pulisic isn't fit yet. Yeah. So you have Pulisic on the left, you have Giroud, and you have 
maybe maybe Havertz on the right, but that would be criminal. I don't know why you play Havertz on the yeah. right. But I, 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 think, yeah, I think Drew will start. I think Drew, I think Drew will play, actually. I think, I, I think, they'll, I think they'll, 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 they'll... Havertz on the right with the, amount of, with the amount of backtracking that Mane does as well. Yeah. Like, oh, him getting dispossessed a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I, I hope think... he plays on the right. Random about Chelsea. Though. <laughs> now you've said that, Mike. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <saying> that. <laughs> Random about Chelsea, but do you like looking at their transfer window now? Do you actually think they had a plan? No, it's like a kid that's gone to a pick and mix and he's seen bam, all the best stuff bam. and he's banged it in the pick and mix bag. For that. Yeah. You know, like your, you know, like your brother, plan. Like ten pound yeah. and that. What do you think their plan was? I think their plan is not Lampard. I think they look to get those players in. And Lampard won't last. That's exactly that's true. Yeah, I, yeah, I just think I think they basically like these players became available. They 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 saw that in this market where play, teams like Liverpool, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona haven't got money, mm. they mm. seized the opportunity to spend on these players that are really talented young players. And now it's about working out how we can fit the puzzle together. How we can get Havertz, Werner, Pulisic, Ziyech playing together at the best of their ability. That's and, the I, thing. and to be honest with you, I don't think I don't think Lampard can do that. I can't see Lampard bringing them all together. He's too green around the girls. Yeah, yeah. he's too. too that's the thing with these signings because it feels like, for example, with Habits and sorry, with like even Habits, Habits and Werner, like really, like do you like do you see like someone like Habits and Werner like what not not. Like, do you see them like working in the t- in like in like a proper proper like, for example, title winning formation? Like, I can kind of get Ziek because he's talent. They need the creator on the right, especially after letting go of Willian. That makes sense. But the the acquisitions of like Werner and even the type of player that Werner is, is a is a type of player that actually drift in on the right, sorry, from the left, and then come and then come in come in. Position. So Ultimate, I, ultimately, if they were doing it, sorry, Mike, if ultimately if they were doing it right, you probably do as mad as it sounds. You have Werner dri- drifting in on the left, kind of similar to how Mane does for us, whilst ultimately going into a more central position in times. But you would have Havertz as a Firmino-type player, mm. doing a lot of work off the board, setting people up, and then you have Ziyech on the right. Yeah, 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 I agree. Havertz is the one, because like he's not a wide right player. Yeah. Werner will probably play through the middle, and no one really plays with tens anymore. Yeah. So yeah. It's such a weird one as well because you've, you've, got got, get, you've got you've got Pulisic there involved. too. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you've got so many. Yeah. It's, it's it's such a weird it's such a weird squad because you've got all <laughs> you've got you've got all these parts for <laughs> this this car or this machine, and you don't have the correct mechanic to put them all yeah. together. Yeah. I, think, oh. I think Lampard yesterday was saying that um, he fluctuated between a four-two-three-one and a four-three-three. You don't know. He doesn't. Honestly, if you look at the team, if you look at the team that he put out here, and you look at his bench, he could have got. A mu- I know he got the result, but he could have got a much more balanced, uh, flowing course, team course, than what course. he did. But I think what he's what, what he's putting is putting Havertz. He's putting. Thing, I just think that it's not him. I just that's what I feel. It's not him. I, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish like fifth this season just because it, it's a transition. No, 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 no,
I'm more, I was more worried about playing Leeds last week but than playing Chelsea. I'm confident being Chelsea. Yeah, because right. it's an unknown quantity, and I'm you, no and you know the type of the type of manager the Bielsa is. You know he's going to be yeah, very pressing. Yeah. yeah, and the man think... marking thing from from Leeds is like insane. Not <laughs> like, it's so mad. insane. It's they literally insane. follow you everywhere. They literally man. follow you all over the pitch. Follow you all over the gap. <laughs> Remember, the, remember Herrera when he followed Hazard all over the pitch? Yeah. You have like you 10, know, play, 10 players man. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> such a vi- you know violent you know coaching method so as well. It is, fam. I thought you'd done it the best year. SCM against Gerard in a Champions League game. Oh my that, gosh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. SCM followed Stuck Gerard everywhere. Fam, Gerard worked for a drink. SCM was just there like... I was like, what's going on? Like his guardian right, or something. It was, it was literally guardian. And you know, actually, is a big guardian. You did it. So, man's just standing there. <laughs> he's still bare tight and that. He's just there like that. Like, no, 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 no. I'm calling. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's all a break and that. Man didn't, man didn't go for a break. No, nothing. He was just following Gerard everywhere, fam. It was mad. It was absolutely mental. I'm gonna have to find. I'm gonna have to find the YouTube video of that again because that was, yeah, because he was SEN when we talk about. I mean, we all. I think there's always a conversation about fantastic African players on, on the timeline and the, yeah. uh, oh, the fact he never gets mentioned in that conversation is absurd to me because yeah, he oh, was man. unbelievable. You're so powerful. I think he was. I think it's just that his position. Not to. This is not a Chelsea podcast, by the way, guys. But it's just that his position at the time wasn't as appreciated as it is now. Like yeah. For, be a technical, well, I wouldn't say he's the most technical, but a fairly technically competent um, DM who was a destroy, who was mostly um, built into the, like destroy and keep the and keep the ball moving. Like that, that role wasn't really as appreciated as it is now. But yeah, yeah man, he was a player. And I think the injuries, injuries really caught cool, him because like um, his first two seasons were were fantastic and just started getting injured a lot. And, and do you know he was just a modern day like, box to box. Yeah. So, like, Makaleli will clean up, give it to SEM, SC, just power forward, give it to Lampard, or something, something like that. Or SEM will try something from like 40, 30 yards. And yeah, it was a, he was a fantastic player, man. He was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Player. So, it's safe to say that we're fairly confident. So, I say fairly confident. We are optimistic. Yeah, optimistic. Yeah, optimistic that we'll get the result that we want um, yeah. from this game at the weekend. Uh, so, let's get some score predictions in. Let's go, let's go around. Ellis. 2 1. Julian. Uh, same as Ellis, 2-1. Mike. 3-1. Anik. 2-1. And last but not least, sorry, Glam. No problem, mate. Um, with it, well, yeah, I think, I'll say 3-1. 3-1. I'm going to go for a 2-0. Mm. No, I was thinking that too, you know. But I was like, yeah. I'm not I, I, keeping I, a think, I think, I I think Werner's going to score. I think Werner yeah. will score... I'll be happy for a clean sheet, but yeah, I can't see it. Well, he got that dead leg, didn't he? Yesterday. Yeah, he'll be. I think he'll be yeah. fine though. I don't know. Looks like a bit of a fragile youth. I was gonna say. And <laughs> 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 now you know why I didn't want him. <laughs> right. So we have got a fair few listeners' questions which we haven't had for a while. So let's get stuck into these. This one comes from ah, the, the lovely Harold. Um, how much do you think the Leeds game will be a reflection of our season to come? Not at all, really. Leeds are such a unique side. Like we said, the man man marking across the pitch and their intensity is very unique. So I don't think it will. I don't think those mistakes we made will be characteristic of our season moving forward. I think we'll be far more competent defensively 
and like hopefully going forward that's a that's more more to come this season really that was that was a joy to watch at times so defensively no I think we'll snap out of it eventually but going forward I hope so I think yep. we have time will tell more um I'm not as confident as Mike I think time will definitely tell if this is a reflection of our of our season going forward because if it's definitely been something that's been happening over the last couple of months especially since the lockdown has happened so yeah, I, I I go the opposite way of my. I'll say time can time time will have to tell. This next one comes from a friend of the pod, Mush, and he sort he says, "Is it time to end the high line?" It looks like we are overconfident in the way we defend now, and we are too relaxed in the risk we takes. So that's kind of leading back a little bit to what we talked about earlier on. I disagree. Remember when people said about Bayern Munich? Oh, get rid of the high line. It's it's so <laughs> crucial. It's essential to the way both teams play. You need yeah, to play the high line to, to sustain pressure. That's just it. City play a high line, Bayern Munich play it, Liverpool play it. You just take the risk because you have, everyone plays it. You know, yeah, everyone about, plays it. You know what I was saying about high line as well? We are very good at it because we catch teams on offside. Bare time. Yeah, exactly. so much. And, so and much. even if we get from set pieces, from open play. Sorry, everything. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. We, we catch people offside like, all the time. That means it's effective in what we're doing, isn't it? It's just that. Yeah, God, so good on it. Yes, even if we do get caught with it, we still have the pace at the back to sort of recover the situation yeah, as well. Van Dijk and Gomez so, are unbelievable. Exactly. So, yeah, the recovery pace on those two is unbelievable. And, and also, like, the midfielder's not giving you time to like, pick up your head and look for a pass. It's, 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 it's rare that they, they do, unless you've got a, a De Bruyne. Even then, a De Bruyne, we still don't give him time to like lift up his head and, and pick out a pass or... So it's, it's, I don't think it's time, man. It's, it's just essential to the way we play because if you don't play the high line, then that press from the midfield and forward is not going to work, in it? So I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm I, 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 I would like to end the high line, but the personnel that we have, we our high line is complementary because if you look at the goalkeeper going Allison, the high yeah. line suits the way he plays. Yeah. He plays exactly. as a sweeper. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? If we have someone like I don't know a Joe Hart. Or someone like a butler that stays on their oh, goal. Butland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, then obviously uh, we we we're confident to keep them more playing the high. So a high line has to. But yeah, I'll be happy with it when it, when when we don't have to play it. But personal wise, we have to play it how we play. Yeah. yeah. This one comes from a Patreon uh, subscriber, Simeon, and he asks: Thoughts on who should start for us against Chelsea, Bobby or Minamino? Bobby. 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 It's got to be Bobby. Bobby. I definitely think there's some games this season where Minamino should probably play up front. Villa, yeah. for example. Yeah. You know what, yeah? I'm not going to lie to you. As much as I get on to Firmino, yeah, I, I probably haven't seen enough of, of Minamino to actually trust him in a lot of yeah. games. You know? yeah, to play up front, yeah. yeah, I don't want to play up front. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I like, like Minamino though. I like him. He's a good. He's a good guy to come off like when like 70th minute, give him some time. 60th minute or the odd game here and there. At number ten, where Salah can probably play up front, but I want that. Yeah, I rather yeah. that to be fair. Nah, I, nah, I don't know if Minamino is that kind of guy for me to be like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, anyway. nah, nah. The weird thing about Minamino was when we were kind of reverted to that four-two-three-one. It was it was something else, man. That's that formation yeah, yeah, really, he, really suits him. It's, he did look good. Him. He looks really good in that formation. Yeah, and it allows all the the, the the four of them up front to kind of interchange positions as well. Yeah, to be, to be fair, if we're bringing him in, I want him on the left. I want Bobby behind Mo, and I want Mane on the right. That's, like that's the only time. I like that. Yeah, that's the only time. I don't know. Do you think he can happen? I don't think he's that kind of 
beat a man type of player. I think he's nah, like, yeah, not Like I think he's that intelligent just to drink. Not really like, as a winger, but as in like remember, remember the way uh, Phil used to play, Coutinho. Those half spaces, those mm-hmm. little half spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. What that can be for Marne to stretch the right side. Um, give me, give Minamino some space and probably like give him time to do his match. So I'm not really expecting a lot of goals or, or or even assists from him. Honestly, like I expect him to be the type of player to just keep the ball ticking, um, especially mm-hmm. from that left side. So yeah, if that's the case, mm-hmm. I'll be mind. This one comes from Ali, and he asks: Is the is the squ- <laughs> we argue about this all the time? Is the current squad able to compete on all four fronts this season? Uh, no. Compete, obviously, of course we are. All, all four fronts. Compete. All four. Yeah, compete. Yeah. I think a lot of this, the, for the cop competitions, a lot of it depends on the draw you get. Do you remember Sissy two years ago when they oh, did yeah. the domestic treble? So and they get like Burton Albion in the semi final. Like, if we get Burton Albion. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> They're playing Skegness like every round for some reason. How do we always get like Chelsea or Arsenal in the third or fourth round of the FA Cup? You know what the funny thing is? If we didn't get completely diddled by the Football League in the. Um, Exactly. In the, in the exactly. I actually thought we'd have probably won that. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's not the draw, yeah. Because if I can guarantee, yeah, if we got like Man City's draws, if like Klopsit sees Brian or Brian, I'm not Brian, Burton Albion, man would just be like, hey, who's playing in the under 16s right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy would get a good, bro, good they run get out. The, they get the draw. Even, even their Champions League draws, bro. They yeah, they got Leon. They got shot. And then they want to complain. And then they want to complain there's a big conspiracy theory against them. So City get easy draws in every cut competition. They get easy draws. Until the time. We've been unlucky. Come on, man. It's weird. And then, do you know, piss me off about them them kind of games? They'll bring on the brain like the 80th minute. That's what I was saying. You got some new that part-time job is like laying floors and he's like, why is he coming out? This is unfair. Yes, you always get easy draws, man. Always. Easy draws, man. Yeah. Hopefully we can get Skegness six times. I don't think we can actually generally, like, honestly, I generally don't think Klopp cares enough to compete on all fronts. I've got to be honest. I don't think he does. And to be honest, I I hear him because those games and some of those, and two of those cups, FA Cup, maybe when you get there, all right. FA Cup, I want to win. I want to win the FA Cup. Yeah, but... Cut, like Lee Cup, like, Lee Cup, bro. That's that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Starts next week as well, man. Um, no, that's man. that away from. How can you have a cup that keeps on changing its name? Milk Cup, Carling Cup, Carabao Cup, Coca Cola Cup, Coke, Wellington Cup, Wellington Cup. That's that. That's that, fam. That's that, bro. I don't care about them cups there still. But FA Cup, I want to win. Here's one for you. What do you reckon the next name for the Carabao Cup will be? Red Bull fam. <laughs> or Morrison. It's actually not a bad shout, you know, the Red, <laughs> Red Bull Cup. I don't know, bro. I don't give a shit. I'll be honest, it's nonsense, <laughs> fam. Nonsense, fam. One thing I would say, though, is like a lot of our luck in these competitions, Champions League especially, depends on other teams across Europe. Like, so you look at the Champions League, Bayern Munich play less league games than we do. Mm. Like, that, that's an advantage for them. We're going to be playing, I think, three times a week, most weeks moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Twice a week. That's gonna be like so. By a minute, if they play less fixtures, they're gonna be fresher, fitter in the, the closing oh, stages of that competition. Oh, I mean, that allows them to keep the rhythm, though. But I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, it did last season. They were okay last season when they when they won it. So. True. No, I say you know what? Yeah, I, but... I say I don't think so because of that because 
I feel like especially that's been the problem with a lot of these te- uh, Bayern Munich is a different story because they weren't last year and to be fair we can kind of put it down to a one leg tie but that's neither here or there it doesn't matter but I definitely feel like a lot of teams especially especially abroad um, and not as not uh, not in the in the Premier League suffer from the fact that they struggle with that 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 ri- that rise in intensity so yeah they can go like Barcelona and that, yeah, you can play um, um, Elba or Aito or, or Sassoon and then, man, next week you've got Liverpool and then they're probably, like, their legs are not there, but us, their intensity is still there, so we have that momentum that keeps us going and going and going. And no, going. I, I agree. Exactly. I just worry, I worry that we might play too many games and the players, by the time May comes around, we're condensing an eight, a nine-month season to an eight-month season with four competitions. By the time that season that comes around, we could be knackered, essentially. I think, I think yeah. our problem is, uh, the, the, what Liverpool's problem is, is that the Oxlade Chamberlains, the Origis, um, who else? There's another player. But those, and Shaq, those, those type Ooh. of players. Shaq. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so, so those type of players are always injured. And that's, this is where our problem lies. Like, if they yeah, were yeah. available, we will be okay. We'll be okay. But because they're always injured, I mean, Shaq's probably played, what, two and a half games in about four years, bruv. There was a stat I heard about his minutes on the Anfield rap. I can't remember the, the exact minutes properly, but I think it was under 200 minutes. What a ridiculous. career. It's <laughs> ridiculous. mad because I, I had another stat about he plays about, what, 10 minutes per trophy win. Something stupid like that. <laughs> he, wins a tro- he wins a trophy every X yeah. amount of minutes. It's, it's insane. Absolutely mental. So like, if you've got those players at least taking taking minutes off of your 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 first team players, we we can definitely be all right. We will definitely be all right. But that man don't want to stay fit from. Yeah. So yeah. So first of all, they got to be available, and even and even when they come in, they're not doing enough either. Fam. Like not seeing enough from them to to do in, in, anything for us. That's why I worry about our squad because I think Salah will end up playing more games than we want him to. I think Firmino will end up playing way more games than we want him to. Mane. Mm-hmm. And like the only players I really trust to step up, I, I hope I'm wrong, but Minamino probably is the one I, I really trust. I think Curtis Jones, yeah. Yeah. Naby Keita, and I just don't think it'll be enough to compete on all four fronts. Maybe the Champions League and the league, yes, comfortably, but which is the two you want? Really? Let's might be a stretch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I say about those guys that you mentioned. Is that, and I think Klopp um, this season especially will have to take a lot of the blame, not the blame, but we have to take a lot of the criticism when these things happen. Is that? These players, they I don't think they get enough time to actually build momentum in terms of games. Like you see, for example, Ox get get like maybe some time off the bench, and then you won't see him, you won't see him like start for another four weeks. And like as a player, especially with Liverpool's tempo and the way we play, you kind of need momentum to kind of, apart from a mm-hmm. we've seen what he we've seen what he's about when giving a run of games. Like you need momentum to kind of get into the into the swing of things. And I definitely feel like KR and Ox. Uh, and yeah, Kate and Ox were definitely victims of this last year. I kind of want to see an, an improvement from Klopp with that. And even with Matip, when he came on in that FA Cup game and he's playing with Rotherham, you could just tell he's a man that hasn't played in, in, in weeks. So I definitely feel like with, with our rotation, Klopp definitely needs to get better and it will help Brendan the youngsters as well. Definitely, I get that. I think, I think then, he will. Yeah, he probably will. But then again, you always want to go with your tried and trusted, man. Yeah. Can I imagine if you're putting Ox... A man just does like when Ox came on uh, after after the uh, lockdown, fam. This guy couldn't pass to a red shirt for love nor money. I did feel bad for Ox because you got to think about it. The last game he played before 
football ceased to exist was that Atletico That's Madrid game, and he played yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, he was so, unbelievable that day. But, but, yeah, I, but I agree, I agree with Julian, though. Julian, I, I definitely agree with your point. I, I do feel that Klopp does need to rotate, and I think he will rotate, because he was very... Um, I listened to his last press conference, and he was very vocal about uh, the substitutes, and um, he was very upset that it's 18 and 3, so that's 18 in the match squad and three substitutes, but it should be like 20 in the match squad and five substitutes, just because we're condensing yeah. a, a, a season. But we'll see, man. I don't want to see Milner get more than 10, more than 15 games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love Milner. Respectable. His name will be in the football Valhalla. It's in the stones. But no way. I, I, I want to see him get more than 15 games. Not a I chance. Don't like, I don't want to see nah, him. I don't want to see of, him. Good God of War reference there, Julian. I don't know what video games you've been playing recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, last question. And this is from Fahi. Does Marco Gruich have a space in our squad or is his agent bluffing? Glam, I'll let you lead. Bullshit, bruv. He should have a fucking space in the squad, man. This is a joke. This is a joke, bruv. Can someone tell me why he don't get minutes? Please. Because please, we have like why? we have at least six minutes before this better than him. Do you want me to link You think Curtis Jones is better than him? Yeah. 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 Ox, Curtis Jones, Navigator, Henderson, yeah. Fabinho, Ox one out. Ox is injured. Um, Henderson ain't hardly fit. More is better than him. Glad he's not good enough. Man, no. he's, not, he's just seen what are you talking about, bro. We've seen him, we've seen him, and we've seen enough of him. When did you see him? That's what I was When, when, when did you see him? Pre season, pre season, enough of him. This season, just pre season, just gone now. We literally saw him playing pre season. Come on, quick round, Robin. And I'll, I'll I'll ask everyone. Ellis, would you would you no. keep or would you sell Gurich? Uh, sell him, man. Julian, I don't want to say why I would sell him, but you can probably understand why I would sell him if it means a certain Brazilian midfielder comes in. <laughs> Done so well. Also, Anik, you owe five pounds for the uh, the Ooh. penalty fee that was uh, alluded for that certain Brazilian <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> no, I'm in mean silver. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike. I, would, I mean, I would sell. Sorry, <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was say, I don't know why I asked you. You made a very passionate <laughs> plea that you would get rid of him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Glam. Glam, Glam don't, be, don't be so upset with me, Glam. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. You know what? Because obviously, listen, I, now looking at this, if you're not going to get a chance, sell him. Yeah. Ooh, sell him. That's what I'm but, saying. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, it's just that you loaned him out for two, three seasons. And what I saw him, I said, I saw him live at Wembley. He looks a, a good midfielder. I will never can put himself about. That header. Yeah. Play him. Sell him. Sick. Sick header. I would never forget that header. That's that header. Yeah, that header was quality. You, you, know you, know cra- you know what the crazy thing is with Gruich? I think he's adapted enough of his game to be a reliable defensive midfield option for a probably a lower league Premier League club. That guy could go to Sheffield United like we discussed earlier on. But Burge, yeah, he's better than him. He'd yeah, be better yeah. than Burge. He would probably yeah, be better. He'd be Sheffield United's best central midfielder. But... I think if he goes back to her for Berlin, maybe on a maybe they work something out where it's a loan where they have to buy him for next season. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just baffling though. It's clock first signing. I just I just find it baffling. I just start, I, 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 just, okay. there is, I just I just think I just think the development probably isn't as quick as they expected. And, he's heard for Berlin's also, best players since God knows when, bro. Yeah, Listen, bro, bro, her, her, bro, bro, her for Berlin and Liverpool, fam, man. He's gonna be twenty-four though. Like. Yeah. He can't, he's going to be, he's going to be 24 this year. I definitely feel like 
No, 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 we're doing, and we're doing it with Brewster as well, bro. We're just, we're just, we're just gonna give away our talent, bro. We're gonna no, give but, away but our talent. Is, you know, you know, Gooch and Wilson are in the same boat. They're good, but not good enough for Liverpool. No, Wilson, Wilson can sell though. I've seen Wilson. I've seen enough of him. I, I, I personally think that Wilson is. I can't lie to you. Everyone got gassed by by his like little free kicks and the five celebration that he done against against United. But I, I, I'll be very honest with you. That Wilson you is. It's so normal. Like I don't just way he just in and out of games way yeah. too much. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. Too stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't see him the same as Gooch. Gooch, I at least see at what well, personally I haven't actually seen him. So I would like to actually see him in Liverpool shirt and how you play button. That's it. That's it. That's all I want to see. Yeah. I, I, like, if he if he doesn't do well this season and you give him and you at least give him fifteen games, not starting, but at least like you know, give him time to play. Give him some FA Cup games, some League Cup games to start. Him. I'm alright with him. Like, if he fucks up, he fucks up in it. But I don't think I don't think he's been given a fair enough chance for for, for us and for us to write him off because he's been there four years now. And we kind of oh, bro, it's a joke. It's a joke, man. It's a joke. I kind of want to see what he's got, man. I, I'll be very honest. Fair. But if it means yeah. a certain beginning midfielder comes in, then no, then you can, you can yeah, you're on the chopping board, mate. Sorry. <laughs> fair enough. Um, um, We've well, got one, one, one more last question, and it comes from uh, someone called Christian. I have no idea who he is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I offered you seven million quid for Jordan Shakiri, would you take it? Yes, Alice. Shakiri. I suggest. He can't do like Spex Gonzalez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is business. Yeah, yeah, it's business. <laughs> Obviously, you take a loss, but fam, if you can get seven mil, then. I've got to be honest, it's not a loss right now because you've had nah. like, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's not even a loss, is it? But you can get him, on a, you can leave him on a free, and then even taking his wages will just be a, a, a W at the point. So, 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 Julian, you sell him for seven million quid, yeah? Calmly, 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 fam. Mike, I'd negotiate for ten. Oh, look at Mike, bed diplomatic. True businessman. True businessman. He then used the 10 million to get his left footed 21 year old centre back. You know what I mean? There yeah. we go. There we go. Annick, <laughs> <laughs> 7 million quid uh, for Shakira, would you take it? I'll keep him. Ooh. To do what? I think it's a weirdo, bro. Because he can, he, he, first of all, first of all, he can come off the bench and he can do what? something. He's he's on the bench. Bench. He can, he can help out money. He can help out money. Yeah. We should, we should. <laughs> we like, should sell. The last time you saw that, yeah, the guy didn't have no hair, fam. That's the last time you saw that. That's <laughs> true. The last time, yeah, I saw Shakiri come through and make a difference. All my life was against Barcelona, and that was two seasons ago. No, Everton. Yeah, Everton. 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 Everton last season. The bit, it's it's an it's an image that that Barcelona game. Yeah, he, exactly. It's it's he was the false image. He did nothing. Damn, he was so dead. <laughs> oh my days, bro. Well, I'm gonna say I, I I would I would agree with Anik until yesterday, because obviously when I saw Lalana go off, and I thought, you know what. Well, they're crocs, bro. They're crocs. <laughs> like, it's not even their ability now. I'm taking a seven mil. You have to, bro. He's not. Everyone was, upset, Everyone was upset with Liverpool for not playing. I felt Liverpool. really bad for Adam, by the way. Yeah, but I'll be honest horrible, with you, though. Klopp, Klopp, Klopp didn't want to let him go, you know. But his, his fitness is just is too much now. Yeah. He's a bro, wonderful I mean, player, bro. From, wonderful from what, player. From what we've been told, I guess it's, we have to do say allegedly, you can't go and just get hair transplants, innit? What? Uh, what's his name? Shakiri. 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 Have you not seen you, you don't have a transplant. 
Is that why he's been off? Yes, bro. he couldn't <laughs> hit the ball. Apparently, right, nah, for five mil, bro. <laughs> 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 You're having a laugh. Bro. What the hell, man, bro? My man just went to Turkey on a calmest vibe. He come yeah. back. Is that? So you know, know what the funniest thing is now? Have you seen some of those? Have you seen some of those adverts on the billboards at games? Where it's about that guy in Turkey who can do hair transplants. Yeah, fam, it's him, bro. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I think just the new hairline and vibes. New hairline and vibes. No, no, no. Piss. I truck must have been livid, bro. Must have been. Must have been. Imagine Marnie. He's a pure African man, from them, I don't care about him. Nah, if Mane yeah, gets yeah. a hairline, we have to sell him. Mane can't have a hairline, yeah. we know him yeah. as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mane yeah. comes with like a fresh, a fresh, full hairline you know that's going near, near to his yeah. eyebrows. I'm very yeah. concerned. Yeah, yeah I, I am. Mean, as oh, someone yeah. said, the further this man's hairline goes back, the more lethal he is. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll say this. You kind of got a feel for like Shakir. He sees fresh hairlines all the time. Like fresh. Gomez, Trent, Wijnaldum. Apart from Mane, he's like, Mane, you don't really care about ball. Like, Mane don't care. <laughs> Mane don't care, bro. Yeah, man. No, I'm, 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 disappoint- I'm disappointed in that. I didn't know Shakir, man. I'm disappointed. I thought that. you oh, did. Like, no, I didn't no, like, know. Glam, it's, not the, it's obviously not the only reason he's the... <laughs> Not been nah, available. Just, nah, but bro, nah, pissed off now. He, he has been injured. Nah, man. This yeah, but bro, if he gets a hair transplant, he can't hit the ball or nothing. He's gonna be off for longer than he should be. Nah, I'm not having that. Yeah. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Run to him, bro. Get him out. I love Glab. Um well, boys, thank you very much for joining me this week. Um, no worries, man. And we're all eagerly awaiting Sunday's game where we absolutely pack in Chelsea. Come on. Shut Frank Lampard up with his moaning and whatnot, trying to force this rivalry again. But yeah, it'll be an interesting game, see what happens and and, and what we do. But yeah, that has been your episode of uh, Copper and Frackers Powered by Touchline Media Group for this week. And we will see you next week. But if you want some content in the meantime, be sure to head over to our Patreon site. So that is www.patreon.com forward slash Fracas. That is K-O-P-E-N-D-F-R-A-C-A-S. Got there in the end. Make it now. use it in a sentence. That was the moment. Use it in a sentence. But yes, we will see you next week. Uh, next week's podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. Everyone needs more vacation, right? 
The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Sports Social Podcast Network.